Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Bank of Ireland's Head of Agriculture, Owen Lowry, says Irish farmers are coming into 2023 in a strong state with solid margins, positive cash flows and strengthened balance sheets. But it won't be all smooth as price volatility continues to be a spectre haunting commodities. Owen, you're very welcome. How are you? I'm good, John. Great to be back. Good. Good to have you. Uh, listen, Ev, I suppose to start with... Uh, before we talk about the overall issue of sustainability and climate change regarding farming, uh, Bank of Ireland uh, did a deal or sorry, partnership, I suppose is the best way to put it, with um, Kerry Dairy uh, around helping farms to become more sustainable. Um, tell, tell us about that, that partnership. Yeah, it, I suppose, um, you know, your listeners will be well aware of the challenges that the sector faces in terms of its um, environmental footprint and, and its transition to green over the coming years. Um, and I suppose we saw this as an opportunity for the bank to um, enable farmers and support farmers in that uh, green journey. Um, so we have been working with Kerry uh, over the last number of months and uh, just this week we launched um, a partnership with them to develop a, a new sustainability linked loan for their dairy farmers who are part of their Evolve uh, sustainability programme. And it's a really exciting opportunity, I suppose, um, to develop out a product that will uh, support those farmers and reward them um, uh, by providing flexible and discounted finance to them um, in the coming months. And, and how, um, I suppose, what steps can farmers take, you know, when it comes to making your farm greener, I suppose, I mean, we're in a very lush green country and, <laughs> you know, you'd be forgiven thinking that, you know, farms and, uh, you know, they're, they, they aren't the worst culprits when it comes to climate action. But, but you know, you, you do see uh, a lot of emphasis being placed on, on, on farms and what they can do. If I was a farm business and I was hoping to borrow borrow from from this new scheme, what, what would be the kind of practical things I could do or, or should do to, to, to actually um, be more sustainable? So I suppose over the coming months, we'll be working through the details of that scheme with Kerry Dairy Ireland um, and their and their farmers. Um, but I suppose as a sector, you know, the sector is well advanced um, in its planning uh, for the, the for climate change and addressing climate change. It is the only sector with a roadmap and was the first sector to have a roadmap of, of how it was going to adopt to a new way of farming um, mm. to meet these uh, targets that are now in place for each of the sectors. You know, the sector has to reduce its emissions by 25% um, over the coming years. And that's not going to be any small ask. And I suppose it means that everybody, including stakeholders, along with the farmers, have to put their shoulder to the wheel to um, to, to, to uh, reach that target. Um, in terms of the practical steps, I suppose we, we've been lucky, I suppose we, we want to back into science-based uh, initiatives that are backed up by science, that are verified by science, um, to move uh, the sector along to to that green green transition. Um, so we are going to back into um, the likes of the Chagas Mac curve. Um, many of your farmer listeners will be familiar with that, and the initiatives that that lays out as to what farmers should be doing on their farms to 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 become uh, and to, to reduce their carbon footprint. So so elements such as you know changing the type of fertilizer they may use, uh, adopting um, enhanced 
biodiversity practices such as planting trees and, and hedgerows on their farms, uh, looking at multi-species swords, looking at the type of animal that they have on the farm as well. So we're taking that um, uh, blueprint or and, and, and guidance and we're building that into um, the, the, the loan journey, I suppose. And then I suppose as part of that, then we, we're also going to be looking at the Borbia um, farm sustainability reports and looking and examining um, how farms are improving uh, in terms of their carbon footprint over time. And I suppose we want to support very clearly farmers in in that journey and reward them um, and provide finance and continue to support them um, as they as they want to make their farms more sustainable. Because that's quite interesting what you said there that you know that the the farming community were the first to have uh, a plan and you know if you if you were to listen to a lot of the debate of the last year from the point of view of the formulation of the climate action plan, you get you get the sense that that the farm farm community is 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 you know well at least the feeling I got from from their reaction to a lot of the things was that you know a lot was being expected of them and you know that you know the reality as you're saying is that they were actually they're actually more organized than 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 they're than they're um I suppose portrayed to be. Yeah and I suppose like there is a recognition you know that that the sector has to um um transition. You know um, agriculture accounts for about 37% of the national um emissions. So it is a, a large contributor to those emissions and and it needs you know and that reflects I suppose the importance of agriculture in in the economy mm. um as and particularly in rural Ireland but but also I think um, the industry understands that it has a great opportunity here because it is a land-based uh, industry in the main. It has the opportunity um, to, um, m- you know, move the dial in a positive way, such by by using technologies such as renewable or renewable energies on the farms, by planting trees, by maintaining hedgerows, and it, this goes beyond, um, you know, emissions. It, it, it's all about. And we're going to see a lot of this coming in 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 the near in the f- near future. You know, it's about improving the biodiversity and the nature of farms and anything effectively that. Um, when you look at the um, um, individual farms, anything that improves the sustainability and you know um, that that uh, that piece around nature effectively also improves the financial performance of farms, and that's the type of business that we want to bank. And that's the thing as well. I mean, when you think about it, <clears throat> the reputation of a farm business or, or or the food that comes into our supermarkets from Irish farms. I mean, would it be fair to say we have a pretty decent green brand as it currently stands, or if not, basically, you know, how, how taking the right actions could create a great brand for Ireland's food businesses from the point of view of having, you know, really strong green credentials. Exactly, John. And farmers are inherently aware of the environment that they work in and they're in nature every day and they want to protect that because that is their core assets, that land base that mm. they have and their animals. And so anything that enhances that is ingrained in farmers. Um, but to your point on the food, if we look at what, um, you know, other countries, uh, their carbon footprint or the type of farming that they have, we're very lucky in this country with the system of farming that we have. 
you look and drive anywhere in Ireland, you'll see cows grazing for uh, probably about nine, ten months of the year or cattle in fields and sheep in fields. And particularly in the west of Ireland, you know, they are cattle roaming and sheep roaming, you know, mountainsides uh, with, that are practically organic in a lot of um, um, cases. Um, and that, you know, that produce that we produce is valued around the world. And that's why we are one of the largest exporters of food um, in, in, in the world uh, from a small island, effectively, um, on the periphery of Europe. Um, we've had to become that um, globally based um, and embedded agricultural sector. And that's the thing. I mean, I remember reading or hearing in conferences many years ago just about how you know, a lot of these climate challenges are also turning into kind of global food challenges. We 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 have a world population approaching, if not already surpassing nine billion people. You know, uh, food and water will be two of the most important things uh, to the world and in the, in in the in the coming century. Um, one person I was talking to likened Ireland to being like a, an aircraft carrier to the world in terms of food output. I think that might be a bit of a stretch, but but certainly, um, you know, we 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 are at the heart of this this whole debate. Yeah, and, and there is no doubt that we, you know, as we always have, we have we will have to produce much more food in the future um, for a growing population and um, a population that is becoming wealthier across the world. And that's going to put huge uh, demand on our resources, um, such as the, the, the land, the soil, the water, etc. And I suppose effectively what that translates into is that as a farming community globally, we need to produce more from less because we can't sustain um increasing uh, levels of food production on reducing uh, natural resources due to you know um urbanization and the like so that's a huge challenge faced by the agri community globally mm. and, and how willing are farmers when it comes to things like planting trees and, and hedgerows you mentioned there like uh, I know there's been various schemes over the last few years to encourage people to plant different types of species of trees. You know, uh, I think Ireland as an as an island is very underforested. Um, you know, from from a geographic per- or yeah, we're under underforested. Uh, but at the same time, some farmers would be of the opinion that you know, if, if I start planting trees in this land, I'll never get that land back. You know, so there's a bit of a a tie emotionally to land as well. How, how willing are are farmers to 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 providing um opening their lands? Up to forestry yeah like let's not forget there that commercial forest you know forestry can and is a commercial business as well and particularly on on land types that might be poorer or may not be suited to your typical cattle or tillage farms or dairy farms so for for farming and farmers who are located in areas that um where the land quality may not be as good you know it is a huge opportunity and they do take up that opportunity once the supports and the schemes um, and, and the market, the commercial, the commercial um, market is, is, is viable and makes sense for them to plant. I suppose a large part of what has driven the forest, forestation agenda in Ireland in recent years has been um, the access of, uh, to, to appropriate schemes that allow that to make commercial sense. Yeah. Um, we are moving in and we've just launched as a, 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 the department has just launched a new strategy around um, deforestation of um, of the country. You know, we have um, huge ambitions to 
plant much more, many more trees. And, you know, they've publicly stated that they want that to happen. Um, you know, what it will happen at the likes of a quilty level. They also want that to happen on farms. And I think, you know, for farmers, if the correct market conditions are in place with the correct supports, I think farmers will embrace um, the planting of trees and that will go tro- towards the, the national inventory. Because mm. that makes a lot of sense. You're right. There's no point in planting trees just for the sake of it and destroying what is perfectly good grazing land, for example. You have to be very. You have to really use your judgment and, you know, realize what you're what you're doing there. And I think that's 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 uh, sometimes a lot of these debates and so- solutions can sometimes seem a little too simplistic for the reality. Um, but I, sp- I suppose the uh, next thing is really about now and 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 the world we're in today. And like as you know. Um, We've the uh, first war in Europe in nearly 60 years happening on European soil. And um, obviously that's created all kinds of issues for things like supply chain, uh, for things like commodities. Um, you know, I, 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 you released your most recent insights for 2022 and outlook for 2023. Uh, could you sum up really where we're at uh, from the point of view of the, the strength of Irish farms going into this crisis and also, you know, what what the choppy waters look like for 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 the year ahead? Yeah, no problem, John. Yeah, like I suppose you know we're talking just on the cusp of a, a, a year that has um, been um, very much um, you know all about the war in Ukraine. You know, if we you know we've twelve months of of living in in an operating in a war uh, situation, um, but agriculture you know has. Uh, performed very strongly over the past 12 months, um, despite challenges uh, in the supply chain for particular uh, raw material inputs. But across the sectors, in the main, agriculture has done very, very well. Um, the one exception to that would be the pig sector that, um, you know, where the pig price uh, was very weak uh, alongside um, some significant cost inflation in terms of feed um uh, over the course of 2022 that led to many farmers uh, making uh, significant losses on their their pig farms uh, during 2022 mm. but outside of that um i think it's fair to say that agriculture performed very strongly i suppose what we saw across all the sectors was that profit levels increased um no matter what type of farming system um you were involved in and that came on the back of significant uplifts in the farm output uh, prices and farm gate prices. For, for example, for, for milk prices were up significantly, grain prices, beef prices. Um, and that was reflected, I suppose, in terms of good y- yields uh, driven by good weather and those great grass growth. Um, on the other side, then, what we saw was there was massive cost inflation driven by uh, the war in Ukraine in the main. Um, and I suppose that eroded some of the upside potential, but it more was the the the, 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 the output price increases more than compensated for that overall cost increases. So we saw the price of fertilizer treble, we saw the price of feed double, um, and we also saw um, uh, increases in energy costs, particularly for fuel and heating, um, um, you know, houses for pigs and poultry. So significant cost inflation, but luckily um, that was able to be um, balanced and offset by um, higher um, agri-commodity prices. Um, When we look at banking, I suppose, you know, um, the sector as a whole 
um, has has uh, seen a significant uplift in the cash flows, the profitability, and the balance sheet strengthened across the sector in the main. Um, we see borrowing levels for the sector fall to the lowest level in 10 years, and we see um, agri-deposits increase to levels um, in particularly you know in, with farmers uh, to levels um, almost double uh, where they were uh, at the start of COVID. So you can see that strong position, and this is great um, as they come into 2023. And and the, the, I mean, no one has a crystal ball. No one knows what the year ahead looks like in terms of what could happen next. But um, what would you? What would be your your key? Uh, advice to farmers and the farming community and agribusinesses in, in in the year ahead as you know no one has as said has a crystal ball but but you know everybody needs to make sure that they're in the right place to to, to be adaptable to anything and um, what would be your advice to the farming community yeah so i suppose you know we take a very uh, long-term view when we're looking out and we're providing finance to farmers but i suppose in the short term you know we, we see um that 2023 will still be a very strong performing year for the sector um albeit that profit levels will probably be back on 2022 levels you know remembering that they were record levels of prices and record levels of pr- profits I suppose our view is that the the performance of of the sector as a whole will be back um, to uh, level seen in 2020 and 2021, which were still significant, still significant uh, levels of profitability as a whole. Mm. We do see a fall off uh, coming across the main uh, commodities such as grain and uh, dairy prices, um, but again they're coming off record highs. Um, what will I suppose support the, the 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 incomes on farms is that we expect um, those high levels of inflation that we saw last year across feed and fertilizer to fall back um, to more normalized levels. But there may be a time lag um, when that occurs, and I suppose we're expecting that to happen. Um, uh, at a more significant pace in the second half of the year. But overall, I think, you know, we're seeing that it'll be a very profitable year for farming again. And we expect the pig sector, which has loss making as a whole in 2023, and we hope that it will be re- return to profitability um, if the con- uh, current momentum continues, especially around the cost um, uh, reductions on the cost side. Um, you know, and outside of that, I suppose, um, you know, we're in, an, um, if we look beyond, I suppose, the commodity piece, we're in an era where we have a new cap regime that supports from Europe in place since the 1st of January. So that, again, um, really positions the sector um, to be in a strong position with those uh, schemes for the next number of years. And then we see new supports in terms of the environment coming from the Department of Agriculture in the form of the acres, acre scheme. Um, so all in all, I, um, we expect a very strong year in 2023 um, and farmers are coming into that year, as I said, uh, in a strong position with strong cash flows and strong balance sheets. Brilliant. With that, Owen Lowry, Head of Agri at Bank of Ireland, thank you very much for your time. John, 